Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited today to be squeezing in an extra episode this week because I got so many emails after the Make Today Matter Challenge that I knew I had to hop on and teach those five strategies here on the podcast. So I'm so excited to be doing that. And basically, we're going to be talking about some easy, simple strategies you can use on a daily basis to really feel like your day matters and that you're showing up to the fullest version of yourself, okay? So that's what we're going to get into. Before I do that, I have one announcement, and I'm going to give you a little backstory to why I think this work is important. So the one announcement is the big one. It is that Flow365 are pretty much one and only way to work with me this year is happening. Enrollment is open right now. It is open until the 18th. Um, at the end of the day. And I'm super excited to see who shows up to do this work in 2020. Can you believe it's almost 2020? So basically, Flow365 is an accountability program. It is a program to hold yourself accountable, to show up for the life that you know you want for yourself. We definitely learn a lot because we're learning a lot about planning and strategizing and what we want because sometimes we lose sight of that as busy women, as busy mothers. And so we're learning all those things, but it's a lot less about me giving you a lot of content and more about you showing up and making your plan and me just, you know, checking in with you and making sure like, are you doing that? Are you still moving ahead? And you checking in and saying what you're going to do this week to move ahead. And then having this platform for which you can always get support. So we do check in and we, we have things like, you know, group cleanses and group clean out projects and whatever the group is needing, we do together, but really the bulk of it is about showing up. And in that sense, I think it's like the best insurance to anything else you're taking on, whether that's a new business, whether it's working with a business coach or working with a nutritionist or, you know, a house project you're trying to do. It is the insurance that you're actually going to do what you say you're going to do because it is so easy to get off track when a kid's sick, when we have a vacation, you know, all the things. So that's what Flow365 is about. Come check it out at plansimple.com slash flow365. At the top of that page, you can see where we are with bonuses. So basically for this enrollment time, which is a week, there are lots of different bonuses that you can have access to. And there's also a way to dive deeper and see what is in the program in a, in a deeper way than just what's on the purchase page and the sales page. Um, you can actually come in and see what it looks like to um, start a retreat at the beginning because we have these amazing retreats. You can see what some of the classes look like in the 
class vault, even though that's not where I want you to spend most of your time. There are a lot of classes and I always can guide you there. You know, if you have a goal of wanting to integrate more smoothies in your life, well, we have a class on that. If you really want to shop better at the grocery store, we have a class for that. If you really want to clean out your pantry, we have a class for that. So all these things you have access to um, forever, actually, for longer than even the year. So you come see what that's about. And I'm opening up my lines. I'm opening up my calendar um, through this enrollment period because really the bulk of Flow 365 is being able to get on live coaching calls with me and an amazing group of people. So I can't replicate for you the amazing group of people to show you that in advance. You're going to have to go listen to them and read from them and hear about the friendships that they've made and the support they've gotten. But I can show you what it's like to be coached for 15 minutes. So I've opened up my calendar so that you can hop on the phone and see what it's like to get some support in thinking through your steps of what you need to do this week, whether that's, you know, finishing out the holidays, hunkering down on a work project, you know, really focusing on a child, nurturing your relationship, whatever it is, we'll figure out the steps you need to do to actually give it the time that you need to give it. All right. That's what I've got to say about that. Again, go check that out at plansimple.com slash flow365. There will also be links on the Plan Simple website and on the podcast show notes. So you can check that out there. All right, let's talk about why it matters to plan for your day, for to plan for today. And here's the thing. I first started to understand the benefit of planning when my kids were little, and I have three of them, and they're you know each two years apart. So there was a point when there was sort of two, four, six, and then, you know, three, five, seven. And I found those times, you know, up until the oldest was like 13, really the most challenging in terms of my days because I always felt like I did so many things. You know, I work pretty full time. I work my work around the kids. So I'm also driving them to and from school and to activities. I'm the one who makes dinner every day. I'm the one who packs lunches every day. And you know, we've worked it out. So it works this way. It's not like my husband doesn't do anything. He does a ton of stuff. If it wasn't for him, our house would not be standing. But there's just a lot to do. And for me, you know, I always wanted kids. I actually always wanted three kids. So I'm pretty much living my dream life. But I didn't really realize what it entailed. <laughs> like I didn't realize that it meant all this food making. Um, and I, at the time I had them, I didn't know how to cook. Like I didn't realize that my career would go on hold in the way that it that I, I thought it did at one point. Like I didn't realize all these things when I signed up for this job or when I just got pregnant for the first time, right? So what I found happened in for a long time was and and I still have to be careful of this if I'm totally honest. Like I really have to be careful of my of of how doing this work that I'm going to teach you in a minute. Because I would have these days where I just felt like I did not stop. Like we never stop, right? So I felt like I just never stopped. But at the end of the day, if my husband asked me what I did, I would literally look at him blankly like, what do you mean what did I do? I was busy all day long and I would almost get defensive like because I've been running around and I'm tired. But then if I really paused to think about it, I didn't really have anything like that I thought I should be proud of to share with him. Now, 
I still have many of the days that look very similar to those days, but in these practices that we're going to talk through today, I feel much differently about what happens in a day. And at the end of the day, I'm so proud that probably sometimes my husband wishes I would shut shut up about my days because I have a lot to say um, about how I've spent my day. And I'm... I usually can get to that place of just feeling like everything happened for a reason. And a lot of it's just how I look at my day. And, you know, yesterday was such a good example. So yesterday, you know, I drove up and down this road that leads to and from schools more times than I want to count. My daughter, who's in some performances right now, decided to stay home from school for the day because she was really tired, which caught me a little off guard because I had a bunch of video recording and writing I needed to do. And though she will totally sit back quietly and let me do that, I'm not as inclined to concentrate as much when she's around. And so, you know, I had to find my way through that. And then we planned our whole day around like carpools and whatnot, because we thought my, my oldest son, my teenager in high school had a dress rehearsal for a concert um, at five. And so literally like I got, you know, the 13 year old driven where she needed to go by somebody. I made sure that the 10 year old felt safe while I brought the 16 year old to the thing. And then I had to, you know, do CVS in the middle of all that. And we get to the high school and I drop him off and then I leave pretty quickly because that was part of the plan. And he calls me when I get home and says, you know, there's no practice. And It's funny because at the end of the day, all the crazy things that happened, I just really laughed at. And I had such fun connecting moments with my kids in between all that and still got done what I knew I needed to get done yesterday. So that's why this process is so important to me, because when I do that, when I can show up to my life and really feel complete at the end of the day, I just show up differently. I show up differently to my kids. I show up differently to you. I show up differently to my husband when he walks in the door at night. Um, so it's been, it's been really important. Okay. So that's the backstory. So when I did this as a five-day challenge, nobody knew that there was a planning sheet that went along with this. I'm going to tell you that there is a planning sheet that goes along with this. So you can either go to the show notes of this episode, which you can find if you just go to plansimple.com um, and you'll, you'll find the podcast and then you'll find this episode. You can also go to plansimple.com slash today, which won't get you to this episode, but will get you to a place where you can download the, the worksheet and videos that go along with the planning sheet, which are going to mimic a bit what we talk about today. So you might not need to watch the videos, but that's where you can get the sheet. Okay. You can also do this on paper. um, And that's how I talked everyone through it during the challenge before I unveiled that all of this could be done with one simple sheet that you can just print out um, and use on a daily basis. Someday, maybe it'll be a pad. That will be exciting. Okay. So here's the first thing. Oh, and the other thing I want to say is 
you know, we did one of these strategies a day for a week. So if any of this ever feels overwhelming, that's what I would do. I would just do one thing a week and let them build and then start to practice doing them all together. And remember always, this is a practice. I've been filling out sheets like this. This sheet is, you know, a standalone sheet and there's magic in that. It is also quite similar to the today page and the flow planner. So between the flow planner and my sheets, I've pretty much been filling out something every day for, I don't know, five years. So just know that, you know, you can use any system and that this is a practice, that this is something that you're going to have to practice showing up to, and it might not be perfect every day. And that is really so okay. Just please hear that from me. Hear that loud and clear. Okay. So here is the first thing, the first strategy, the first tip. Starts the night before you wake up, actually, by making sure that you either have a a piece of paper or your sheet next to your bed with a pen. That's the first thing. Always have all your supplies by your bedside table before you wake up. That was kind of step zero because that's not really step one. So strategy one is wake up first thing in the morning. If you have a baby or a small child and you're woken up in the morning, you're going to have to play with this a little because I want you to wake up before anyone else, before you are getting input from anybody else. I want you to do this work. So if it's a standard time that your child wakes up, then just wake up 15 minutes earlier or 10 minutes earlier. If it's not a standard time, then maybe as you're starting to get into this practice, ask your partner for help to get the child while you quickly do this, or be comfortable with it being okay for your kid to want you for a few minutes while you do this work. Okay. So the first thing you're going to do is you're going to wake up in the morning and before you check your phone, before you grab your kid, before you roll over and kiss your partner, you are going to write down three things that you are grateful for. And a lot of times when I say this, people think that everything needs to be going perfect for this to work for them, but that is not the case. And it is actually not even the purpose of this. The purpose of this is really to find gratitude no matter what. So what you're doing is you're waking up in this somewhat groggy state before you're hearing from anything that's happening in the world and just look around you. What are you grateful for? And it might be something big and amazing that's happening, and it might be the warm covers you're under, or it might be the way the sun is reflecting outside your window, or it might be that you look at the door and it reminds you of when you moved into your house that you're grateful for. Like nothing is right, nothing is wrong. Like there's no way to do this wrong. It's what you can find that warmth in your heart around in this moment. And the thing is, is that I don't want you to only think it. It's really important to write it down. So you're going to look for these three things and you're going to write them down. And if you find over the course of practicing this, that you're always thinking of the same things, I would push you to just try to find one new thing each morning, you know, try to build on that because really there's thousands of things to be grateful for at any given moment. And this is just a piece of learning to do that. And I think you'll start to see after you do this that when your kid screams or when you check your email and it's not exactly what you wanted to hear when you open your inbox, 
you'll feel differently about those things because you have this like hidden gratitude in your heart that is so much bigger than the two minutes it takes you to write it down. Okay. So this is one of those things that seems little. It seems like you could skip it because it's not the real things of what you have to do today. But I can almost guarantee this is the most important part of this whole process. So start here and do this. Do this part first before you change anything else. Make sure you're doing this part. And if for some reason you can't do it first thing in the morning, you didn't wake up on time, your child really does need you, or you know something happens, your phone buzzes and you check it by mistake and it's not good news, don't worry. You can do this at any point. They're just It becomes a little bit more magical first thing. So just try to find your way back to a quiet moment where you can write down these three things if you can't do it right away, okay? We're aiming for like, practically perfect. Didn't Mary Poppins say that? And letting ourselves off the hook when it's not what we think should be perfect. Life is not perfect. This is not about perfection. This is about practice. All right. Number two and number two and three, just so you know this, they're really interchangeable. I taught this one way in the five-day challenge. I'm actually going to teach it a slightly different way now, but know that they're interchangeable. You can do either one. Um, depending on which one comes most naturally to you, I think, is the one I would do first. Okay, so so first you're doing your morning gratitude. And when you get that as a habit or in the same day, just the next step is from that place. Because after your gratitude practice, you're going to feel calm. So from that place of calm, what are three things that you need to do today to move you toward what you really want, what the life that you really want? What are three things that are going to move you closer to your dreams? So these things could be anything. They don't need to take your whole day. They are the things that are weighing on you that you're not doing because you're doing everything else for everybody else. So it could be that you read a blog post about how to write a book, if that's something you've always wanted to do. It could be that you go to the library and check out a book about how to clean out your closet. It could be that you did that last week and now you're going to like take the first step of cleaning out your closet. It could be that you need to go buy a present for somebody. It could be that you need to sit down undistracted and do a project that you've been meaning to do forever for two hours. So it could be an email, it could be a two-hour sitting, but you know what these things are. It could be that you have to go on a date night. You don't have to, that you need to, you need and want to go on a date night. It could be that you need 10 minutes alone with a kid. It could be that today you're going to make the time to cook your dinner from scratch. They can be work-related, they can be home-related, they can take you know, five minutes, and they can take two hours. Don't do all three that take two hours, though. That's the only thing I would say. Like, Have a five-minute one in there. But the five-minute ones are, are tricky because, for example, I've had a package that I need to send to my grandmother for two weeks now, and I haven't 
sent it out. I haven't remembered it even when I have to go send a package for somebody somebody that somebody won something here in this community. And I went to go send that package, but I didn't bring the package to my grandmother. So we have these blocks somehow that show up in our life and it's okay. But these are the three things that we're getting on this list because these things really matter. Okay. And these three things are things you're going to figure out how to do if a kid's homesick, if you're on vacation, if the day gets busier than you thought it would, you're going to figure out how to do these three things. All right. That's the second thing. And on the challenge, this was the second day. So it was like the first day we just did the gratitude. And on the second day, we did the gratitude. And then we chose the three things. So you have to choose how you can do this. But that's the why behind why why we need to choose these three things. And why doing them early is really important. Because if we wait, if we don't have a gratitude practice, let's give another scenario of a morning. A kid cries and wakes up or somebody forgets, if you have older kids, maybe somebody forgets to set their alarm and we all jump out of bed and you know we're racing to get to school, to get to work, to get to all these places. We check our email, somebody needs this thing, another person needs this thing. Uh, you remember that you need to buy flowers for the kid's performance tonight and that you don't have, uh, I don't know, bread to make sandwiches for tomorrow. So all of a sudden you have all these things that are not necessarily, they're about you, but you know, they're not the, the most important things. They're the busy things. And those become the three things you think you need to do. And when the truth is, is that those three things are going to happen anyway. You are going to spend a lot of time during your day making them harder than they are because that's what we do as human beings. But when you start from this place of gratitude and making sure you do the three things, those three, those other things, it's hard to explain, but they become easier. They become a lot less stressful. They become more inconsequential. They just happen. And at the end of the day, those aren't the things you're going to remember anyway. That's the problem. Remember back to my days where I couldn't remember anything I did. And that wasn't because I didn't do anything. It was because I wasn't focused on, you know, one, two, or three things that were really going to make my day feel like I got what I needed done, like I was moving toward this amazing version of my future self. Okay, so the third thing that you're going to write down or that you're going to add to this practice on the third day is not so different than the three things, except it is, and it is what you're going to eat for the day, what you and your family are going to eat. So You know, a lot of times in Flow 365 with my clients, what we're doing is we're planning for big work projects. We're planning for big home projects. You know, people are moving or renovating or starting a business or wanting to finish some big project or wanting to show up better as a parent. Um, Sometimes people have the goal of wanting to shed some weight or get really healthy. Like there's definitely food things that happen. But what I've noticed is that when there's a work project, when there's another goal, the food is always really important to focus on as well because eating clean helps our brain think better. Not thinking about food all day just frees up so much time to work on the three things, which is so unbelievable to think of, but we waste so much time in a day deciding what we're going to eat, figuring out we don't have everything, going to the to the grocery store to get the one ingredient, um, cooking in a way that isn't 
you know, planned out. So we're basically like, you know, reinventing the wheel five times during the week when we could have, you know, washed and chopped all the lettuce at once or, you know, grilled all the vegetables at once or whatever it happens to be. So we're not acting as smart as we could with our food. So I read a statistic once that the average person thinks about what they're going to eat for almost an hour a day. So I did the math with an hour and I was like, there's no way we think about it for an hour. And then I did the math with a half hour because I was like, well, maybe if I just put the time in half, it'll sound better. But if we think about a half an hour every day for 365 days, we've taken a three-week vacation, work vacation. You know, we're at way over a hundred hours. So really important to notice how much time you're using on food. And it's not even the making of the food. It's like the thinking, the wondering what you should eat, the wondering if your picky eater will eat it, the wondering if it's the right thing for you know the diet you're trying to be on. All this wondering takes up time when it's just a choice first thing in the morning, and then we don't think about it again. So just to recap, we're starting with gratitude. Then we're either moving into the three things or the food, depending on which one you feel like you need to lead with right now, but you're going to do them both. You're going to both think of the three things that you know you want to do today or need to do today that can even take five minutes. They don't have to take hours. And you're also going to write down what you're going to eat today. Okay? Those are the first three things. And those are really the backbone of what I would say my morning practice is. You know, I have a meditation practice. I drink some warm water with lemon, but all of that feeds into this. Like I, if I know these three things, my days are, are golden. Okay. So the, the morning, like writing down of things takes time. The what the three things are that you're going to do today take time. Whether they take five minutes or take two hours, they take time. The time that you're going to need to make the food or buy the food that you've put down is what you're eating today. And even the time you're taking to write it down, it's all time. So, so far we've been doing list things, right? So we're just listing out the food. We're listing out the three things. So the fourth step of planning a day that matters is putting those things into time. So this is where actually downloading the sheet that I created, the planning sheet I created, that I, again, print a bunch of them out and use them each day. Or if I'm in my flow planner, I'll, this is similar to the today sheet in the flow planner. So in my flow planner, I'm keeping everything there. If, I, if I'm in a phase where I'm using the, the sheets, because sometimes I am, then I just recycle them at the end of the day. It's not really about keeping a record of everything I've done. It's just about committing to it for the day and then recycling it at the end of the day. So sometimes I print out a bunch of these. And On the right hand, so on the left hand column, there's a place for your gratitude. There's a place for you to write down the three things. And there's a place for you to write down what you're eating. And on the right hand column, there is time slots, half hour time slots from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Because I figured you'd be sleeping the other times. But if you're not, you can add to it. Um, Other calendars and planners have this. I used to do this in Google calendars, but I do find that the writing of this is somewhat important and helps me commit to it at a different level. 
And what I do is I literally in the right-hand column is I draw boxes around the time. And you can see an example of this if you go grab the sheet. Um, again, that's at plansimple.com slash today. And I will literally draw a colored box from 6 to 6.30 because that's when I'll do this work of planning and I'll just like write in planning. And then once I figure out the three things I'm going to do, I will literally draw a rectangle around the times I'm going to do them. So maybe one of them's an email and I know it will take 30 minutes. So I find that 30 minutes in my day and I draw a rectangle in it. Maybe one of my things is, is that I just need everyone to pause at dinner. And one of the three most important things for my day is that we're all sitting at dinner. And so I draw an hour and a half rectangle at dinner time so that I know I have time to make the food and we can sit down and enjoy it. Maybe I'm creating a podcast for you guys, and that's really important for me to do today. So then I find the hour and a half it takes me to do all the things I need to do to make a podcast, um, and I draw a rectangle around that. And those are my three things. And it also, in, in, you know, in that case, one of my three things was the food. So I got some of that in, but I also have to look for breakfast and lunch and make sure I'm allotting enough time for that. And as you heard at the beginning, I also allotted enough time to just even do this work, do this planning work. And the cool thing about this is, is that every once in a while, one of your three things might take a lot of time. Although, as I said, I don't recommend any of them take longer than two hours because that is the way to derail yourself. If it is something big, like say you want to get through the writing of an ebook or you want to clean out your closet and you know it's going to take longer than two hours, then just make the three things all about that. Break it up, right? So first you're going to write an outline then you're going to write a rough draft. You know, and each of those things maybe takes two two hours. First, you're going to get everything out of all the closets in your house and put them in one place. Then you're going to commit to doing your shirts. And then you're going to commit to doing your bottoms. And that's a way that you can really start to see realistically what it's going to take to do any project. So step four is that we're getting it in time. And one of the things you might notice when you do this is one of the mindset shifts this can do is that you see how much time there is in a day. Because very often when all this is in our heads, we feel like there is no time. The time is going so fast. There's no time to do this. There's no time to do that. But when you actually get it down on paper, sometimes what we find is we can make space. And when there's not space, then that's a sign that we really need to use the paper more to create space. Does that make sense? So that is step four. And all of these things I do in the morning, early in the morning before my day. There's definitely times when I get in the habit of um, doing the three things the night before. But to be completely transparent, we do this as a weekly practice in Flow 365. So every week I sort of know like the three things I'm pulling, pulling like I know the list of all the things. And so I'm just pulling from those on a day-to-day basis as I know more about my day. So in the morning, I would know if a kid's going to be homesick or I would know if there was a snowstorm that I wasn't expecting, right? And so I'm pulling from this list that I've done on a weekly basis. And same with our meal plan. I meal plan on a weekly basis. So when I'm choosing what I'm eating for the week, I'm choosing from 
that plan I've already made for the week. Does that make sense? So I'm literally, that's why it's one of the many reasons it's called the flow planner is I'm flowing forward what I've decided. If you want to know more about that, by the way, you do come check out Flow 365. If it sounds really cool to know what you're going to do on a daily basis, come check that out while enrollment's open for this 2020 cohort because I swear, watching these women just transform, feeling myself transform, just even being a part of this as well, even though I get to lead it, I still get to be a part of it. And it's so amazing what a little accountability does in terms of helping us to show up for this life that we know we want already. It's just so much is going on around us and having the support to show up anyway is so helpful. So go check that out if planning your weeks sounds, you know, really great. You know, because we're looking at our 90 days, we're looking at our months, we're looking at our weeks, and then we're looking at our days, and there's different ways that we hold each other accountable to that every day. Okay. So that was the fourth step that we've gone through. Now the fifth step is something that I do in the evening. And the fifth step is really a reflective step. The fifth step is a learning step. So remember at the beginning that I reiterated that this is a practice, right? This is not about perfectly planning your days. This is a practice of getting in the habit of showing up for yourself in the way that you know you want to. So it's not that different than like going to the gym. It's like a muscle that you are working on. It's not that different than your yoga practice. If you do yoga or your meditation practice, it is a practice. And not every day is going to be perfect. On not every day are you going to get your three things done in the way that you thought you would. But we want to learn from it. We want to learn from our experiences so that we can keep showing up in a better and better and better way for ourselves. So that is where this fifth step, this practice comes in. And that is a reflective practice. And on the today sheet, you know, we filled in what we're doing for all the hours of the day. And so one of the things that I do at the end of the day is I go back in and I look at how I spent my time and I look at how I wanted to spend my time. And I just comment basically in the margins. And I'm really just holding myself accountable for what I said I wanted to do and seeing where I got derailed um, or where I really did it. And I call this time tracking. So over time, you know, very often I plan my days and I do them as I say, in fact, I even get more done. But at the beginning, you know, I would say I'm going to sit down for an hour and write a blog post. And I just didn't have all my practices and, you know, rhythms set up at that time. And I could very easily sit down for an hour to write a blog post and end up sucked into Instagram or Facebook for the full hour. And so what I would do at the end of the day is I would just note that. And at first I would be totally judgmental on myself. Sometimes I still am, especially if it affects something big. But for the most part, I'm like, interesting. Like, why did I need to do that? And I asked myself a lot of questions. You know, I wonder why Facebook was so appealing, why other people's perfect lives were so appealing while I was having to sit down and do this hard thing. I wonder how I could do this better next time. Maybe I need to give myself some actual time to 
go into Facebook or go into Instagram? What would that look like? What would it look like if I actually gave myself that hour? Or maybe I don't really need that hour. Maybe what I really need is to be able to concentrate and I need to be able to turn everything else off. Maybe I'm bumping into the fact that I don't really feel like I'm a good writer. So maybe I need to learn more about that. So these are all the kinds of questions we can start to ask as we see ourselves being derailed and really learn from it. And on the flip side of that, as you start to really show up to things, it's like, oh, like I really showed up to dinner. I'm getting better and better at that. Actually, I'm really liking making dinner. That, that's something that I really have under my belt. And then those things that we're really good at become habit. And actually, they don't need to show up as often on our three thing list because we already got them. We're already going to do them no matter what. So that's where that practice of going back and reflecting on the day and really time tracking in a reflective way is so helpful. And then the other thing I wanted to say that's also on the today sheet, if you go download that, is there's a little area on the bottom that says magic moments. And what I find is that when I start really leaning into this life that I want and really declaring on a daily basis, like what the little steps that I'm going to take to get to this bigger vision, what starts to happen is other little steps just appear in front of me and get done. And I don't know why this happens. We've had people on the podcast explain it. Maybe we'll link to some of those episodes in the show notes. It's amazing. It's like an unbelievable thing that happens. But it might be that I am, you know, working really hard on getting a class up for you all or I'm working really hard on cleaning out my kitchen before the holidays. And one of the things on my, you know, list is to find um a dance class for my daughter, right? And I'm in line at a coffee shop and the woman in front of me is talking about a dance class or I really need an editor and I'm, you know, talking with a client and she tells me about her editor. Like these are just magic moments that just start to happen as we really get emotion, as we're really moving. Because what happens a lot in this, when we're feeling overwhelmed and we're feeling like there's so many things, it's usually not because we're in motion with all these things. We're actually usually kind of stagnant. We're stuck. We're not flowing. And we just are in our mind, there's so much going on, but we're not moving. And I find that when we start moving, there's so much magic. And so I want to make sure that we're writing those things down because very often if I have a day that doesn't feel like it's going so well, I can go back and look at my magic moments and I'm just like, yes, the world is good. It's all going to happen how it's meant to happen. This is okay. And look at what's happened. Look at these magic moments. So my friends, these are the five things. These are the five things that I do on a daily basis to really show up to my best life. There are some nuances to this. There's actually even some more prompts if you have the flow planner or even if you have the today sheet. I'm always tracking things. But these are the five things. These are the five base things that if I do these five things, I know my day is going to be spectacular. 
And let me say, even if I do one of these things, I know my day is going to be easier. So no matter where you are in your days, even picking up one of these practices might hugely shift how you're experiencing today or tomorrow or the next day. So I hugely recommend these practices. That is what I've got for you today. Stay tuned. I would, I'm going to host a workshop. So last week I said that the how to find your flow workshop was going to be the last workshop of the year. And we had amazing attendance. So good. So fun to see so many people show up. And I had some technical and personal glitches that day. So what happened was, I don't know, my mother-in-law walked in right as I was pressing start. The slides wouldn't show up. I hadn't slept the whole night before because my teenager hurt his ankle and he was up in pain the whole night. Anyway, I felt a little bit messy that day. In the end, I re-recorded it with slides and that is up for everyone to look at. So you can go check that out. Um, The best way to find access to that, I think at this point is to go to the Plan Simple website. Go to the show notes of this because I'll make sure it's linked up in there. Um, If you're on our email list, you've gotten a lot of emails about it. So just go back and check those. But that recording is up through the 19th. So you can go check that out. But I'm having this inkling on the 19th to do one final workshop. And because how to find your flow was really about the big picture. And I ended with these 90 day sheets planning your next 90 days. And I would love to dive a little bit deeper into the process of what it looks like to plan your 90 days and how you could plan your first 90 days of 2020 throughout the holiday season. So really give yourself time and space to think about what the first 90 days of 2020 look like rather than, you know, starting today and, you know, planning today and the 90 days starting tomorrow, really giving yourself space with this one. So I'm going to hop on for that workshop on the I think it's the 19th or the 18th. I don't know. You're going to have to go check the show notes for that. It's a Thursday. And we're going to talk through that, okay? And that really is my last workshop, you know, to this community in 2019. In Flow 365, we're always checking in, and that's not going to stop. Um, But I would love, love, love to have some of you on that workshop. Um, The link to that will be on plansimple.com. It will actually be plansimple.com slash workshop um, as well if you want to just go sign up. So come sign up for that. Come you know, plan your first 90 days. It'll be a lot of fun. And if that's sort of at the, that's the last, last day that I'll let anyone sign up in 2019 for Flow 365 for the 2020 cohort, that, that workshop, like by the end of that workshop, if you haven't signed up, then you're not signing up in this year. Cause then I'm turning around and I want you to turn around really to tune into yourself, to your own self-care, to your family, to your holidays. Um, so where I'm shifting gears in that moment. So if Flow 365 is on your radar and it's helpful for you to do something with that money in this calendar year, which I know it is for many of us entrepreneurs, then definitely check that out between now and then. Let's hop on a phone conversation. Let's see if it's the right thing. Let's coach your next week, whatever that 15 minutes looks like. Um, 
and let's make this happen. Let's make 2020 just the best. I'm so excited for 2020. All right, y'all. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. We're not going to do three doable changes for this episode because each one of those nuggets from today is a doable change. And I want you to focus on each one of those to really change your days. All right. Bye. See you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review, that really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.